This podcast is called Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest get some secrets off their chest. You should listen. It's the best. Hello and welcome to Obsessed with me, Joseph Scrimshaw. I'm sitting in my home with a great guest. He's a comedian, an artist, a a man about town, many other nouns, I'm sure. It is Nick Knutson. (laughs) Hello, Joe. <laughs> Sif. <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> thank you. Uh, thank you for being here. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. Yeah. I really love your your sort of uh, NPR type voice. Though. Oh yeah. Um, Hello. Yeah. I'm doing a podcast Hello, now. I'm doing doing a podcast. <laughs> it's like Casey Kasem when he <laughs> lost his shit. Like, get out! You fucking kid me. Gonna do another one of these ads with. <laughs> yeah, I, I I feel like the voice thing. I fluctuate my voice all the time. Just, yeah. And I, that kind of relates to the subject I think we're going to oh, talk about yeah. too, just you know being a parrot parrot brain kid oh yeah that makes sense I, I for a while I listened to too much um, Bill Burr and I started talking like him <laughs> and I didn't really I didn't realize it until people started being like oh cool what part of Boston you're from oh really and, yeah and yeah, you, d- you just didn't even know no, because it, it's just, this is inflection and so you know, like Twiggy talks, he's like, uh, I don't fight. When I get excited, you know, I'd be like, I, I don't fucking know. You know, he can like breeze through his nose, is that Irish thing? And like, it, it just, the way he speaks is just like great opportunity for timing and stuff. And yeah. so like, you know, I just fucking stole it in the back of my head and didn't realize all of a sudden. So I was like, okay, I gotta, I gotta stop listening to him for a while. Cause you know, it's the same thing if I listen to any, yeah. you know, like if you're, yeah, if you're you in another country. Yeah, yeah. If you're like in England or something, after a while, you start like adding adding things to your. Yeah, not even aware words. of it, having little inflections and all that kind of yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so we know each other from back in the day in Minneapolis. Uh, yeah. You were one of the the stars of the Brave, Brave New Workshop, is uh, how I met you. But why don't you tell people a little bit about what you're doing here in Los Angeles? Oh man, what a shit show! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just I feel like uh, man, it's so ridiculous. My life. Uh, I. I kind of, yeah, so I started off going to, I went to art school at MCAD. Nice. Minneapolis College of Art and Design. And then I dropped out to do comedy at the Brave New Workshop. And I, because I found, I was like, oh, this is what I want to do yeah. for the rest of my life. And did that until uh, I was dismissed at some point <laughs> with some of my, my buddies there. And and then at that point, I kind of like didn't, I didn't know, you know, I was like early 20s. And yeah. I didn't know what the fuck I'm doing with my life. Um and so I played music and became just kind of like a weird like house painter guy, you know? Yeah. Like uh, literally painting houses? Literally like painting houses for money for the summertime. Yeah. You know? Kind of like, you know, it was a great blue collar job. Yeah. Honestly, there's, I, I've never felt better about, you know, my role in life as being just like a little cog in a, the fucking gear of yeah. you know, society. Like, I will paint your house to so another color. Like honest, honest work for an honest day's pay and kind of like no hangups, no bullshit. Just yeah. like you want this room to be blue. I made it blue. Thanks. Give me money. Bye. Totally. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And and I didn't set up the prices, right? Like we worked for a guy yeah. who ended up being a piece of shit, right? That's <laughs> <laughs> yeah, always his fucking dude. His name was Corey. I think he spelled it with a K. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking I rotten. would not let Corey with a K have anything to do with my home. Oh, uh, he had he had a long ponytail, <laughs> and he would. <laughs> Are you sure this is not a sketch character that you made up? No, I swear to God, this guy he, he like he would he would throw Halo land parties at his house, <laughs> and uh, he would play upstairs because he had like a huge chair, okay, and like a nice sound system, yeah. And then we would be downstairs, so he'd play with dudes upstairs, make them all sit on the ground. 
right? And then we'd sit downstairs. And then uh, when we'd kill him a lot, yeah. you know, like I would, I became a little slightly autistic at playing that game for a while. Okay. Um, and uh, I, I would kill him like four times in a row and you'd hear him stomp. Be like, no, fucking no. And you'd hear him <laughs> Not come in Corey's castle, spelled yeah, with like, a K. All right, guys, yeah. no more pistols. This is bullshit, you know. <laughs> so he's one of those fucking dudes. And he, uh, I remember painting houses and uh, just feeling like, you know, he took care of, like, the money side. So we just, and the money for me was great, you know. Yeah. It was better than what I got in the workshop. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it was just the honest, honest day's work, you know. Yeah, like, that's awesome. Yeah, me you and my know. buddy would just paint and talk and yeah nice and you're back to visual art now right you're doing you've got a studio yeah 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 so after that i moved to chicago and then did improv out there but i was a little jaded and confused and i didn't know what the fuck i was doing with my life and then decided that i was going to do um something that would utilize more of my skills so then i went to visual effects school up in vancouver island a place called lost boys learning and then learned how to do computer animation and all that stuff and then uh, moved back to Minneapolis for a summer, then down to San Diego internship, and then nice. that went tits up. I, I hated that. <laughs> that was that was that was like a low moment in my life. It was one of those moments in my life where I remember like I would go on the roof to take a break, a yeah. smoke break, and I'd be smoking cigarettes, and which I had kind of quit at yeah. that point, but I had picked them up again, you know. <laughs> and I would just stare out at like the landscape and like just truly, for the first time in my life, truly consider like jumping off the building. It was fucked up. I was like, my girlfriend, my ex-girlfriend at the time yeah. would like send me, it was like when Facebook was getting, you know, like bigger and she'd, yeah. she'd be like, mm, check my page and be her with her like tall, good looking, you know, boyfriend. I'd be like, fuck, <laughs> fucking shit. Anyway, so then that went tits up and I, I was like, oh, I need, I need to do something with my life. My buddy had a couch uh, in Los Angeles and he, he was like, I'll come pick you up. You can stay on my couch. Maybe you can get some freelance work. And Nice. And then, yeah, I've been here ever since. I stopped doing the visual visual effects stuff because it was soulless and I didn't have creative control. And now I'm full-time artist for the past seven years. That's awesome. Yeah. And what kind of medium are you working in for the most part? Right now, my moneymaker is I'm etching brass. Damn. I'm doing etched brass stuff. Yeah. And um, illustration work on the side, like digital and then uh, murals too. I do a lot of mural work when I can. And then uh, I'm part tiny sliver tiny farty sliver <laughs> owner of uh this venue um downtown called 1720 and like it's that's been a, a cool like place where i can have my art up and yeah yeah although i haven't been there in in months because uh, my schedule is crazy <laughs> yeah yeah busy etching brass yeah yeah etching brass yeah that's to... so great to have an actual job that sounds like a euphemism like, right. i'm sorry <laughs> I can't leave. I have to etch brass tonight. I gotta etch some brass. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into your obsession. Uh, okay. Now we have a, a picture of your your journey. Yeah. Uh, this is so great uh, that you just. I asked you for a list, like I ask all my my guests, and you're like cartoons, and I can't believe I haven't talked about like cartoons is a big picture thing on the podcast. So I'm thrilled. Yeah. So, what's your like earliest memory of watching a cartoon? Fuck. He-Man, probably. Okay. I think it's He-Man. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember being pretty influenced by that. And the first toy I got was a He-Man toy. And I still have that little reel-to-reel film. Like, yeah. In my head of my dad, like, coming through the kitchen and pulling out this. He wrapped it up. And I don't even oh, think nice. it was my birthday. And it was it was the He-Man doll. And I, 
I just remember losing my my shit. He just like, knew that you liked the the cartoon that much. You're like, you need He Man in your life. Yeah, he must have. He must have. Yeah. So it was, it was either He Man or uh, possibly could have been Looney Tunes. You know, I think okay. On the same same level. Yeah. yeah. So what are your your uh, some of your favorites then? Is it the ones that you saw as a kid, or have you continued to be an animation fan? For you, I, I guess I guess what I'm asking is for you when you say cartoons, what do you mean by it? Yeah, I you know. When I picked the topic, I didn't really know. I just knew that that's probably one of the bigger influences in my life has yeah. been cartoons, right? It's like this truly, I feel like it's the highest form of art, essentially. It's like the animation where you're taking a drawing and then making it come alive. And well, that uses, makes a ton of sense, yeah. Yeah, using every um, aspect of, uh, you know, you're using um, – drawing and the visual art of it and then you're using music right and then you're using acting and you know it's like it's everything it's like all art put together and i just it's just sexy you know (laughs) and when it's done really well i mean there's there's acting choices that you can make in animation that you just can't you can't do yeah as a human being obviously right yeah yeah um it's i yeah i just i just love it and and then and then the discovery for me of the transition, you know, from seeing like Looney Tunes and it kind of, you know, how that was kind of like high art. Yeah. Right. You know, I mean, like and Chuck Jones and, and how he kind of directed those old Looney Tunes cartoons and then the music that they chose. And like, yeah, like it was kind of a, a fucking amazing. Yeah. And I mean, I jokes. think a lot of Looney Tunes, uh, people who are fans of Looney Tunes young, that really influences their sense of comedy because it's yeah. so big and bold and loud and absurd but also has yeah. that sort of wry intelligence to it yeah you know and yeah, i know absurdity. you know yeah and i know you being like if you were so amazing uh, back in the day at like Pratt falls and like uh. but at the same time like clearly like very <laughs> wry and ironic and i feel like that's looney tunes right to be like oh, yeah. how can we make an explosion feel subtle that's looney tunes you know totally and yeah and, and making something making something absurd that I mean, I, I remember, man, watching uh, like Roadrunner and just thinking that that was the highest form of absurdity <laughs> and genius. Yeah. You know, I was like, who who creates these? You know, like this comes from like a cloud in the sky, you know, like <laughs> fucking genius. And then the physical comedy aspect of it. I know you are a huge Buster Keaton nut because we yeah. both really clicked on that and seeing that stuff and seeing how that was like before looney tunes you yeah. can see buster keaton was doing looney tune style shit back yeah. then and then how they kind of like picked up on that and then like we can take it even farther yeah, yeah. because nobody's gonna die yeah. <laughs> when we draw this exactly in theory no one will die okay so looney tunes makes a ton of sense to me um but then tell me talk to me about he-man because i think uh i i love he-man i grew up with it um oh, i yeah. think it is it's so hard to categorize what He-Man is because I would never call it bad, but right. it's also like there, there, some corners were being cut, and it feels like <laughs> <laughs> big time, yeah, yeah, big time, right? Totally. And, but that's a part of its charm. It's not like I don't want to call it like it's so bad it's good, yeah. But there's like an inherent absurdity to it. Seemed like the people who made it were both like passionate about it yeah. and also like smash and grab we're gonna make something that's gonna just to sell toys but we also kind of want it to be good but we only have so much money 
Uh, and we have these limitations about we made this this man literally built for violence, but we can't really show violence. Totally. Like, there's just kind of like, oh, I don't know, all these beautiful contrasts inherent to He-Man. But how do you feel about He-Man? How does it sit in, in your sort of a... What, how does it make sense to you, I guess? Yeah, I think I think it's 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 like boring day-to-day shit, right? <laughs> it's like, it's it's super digestible. You yeah. Know? It's like, hey, man, I lost my comb. Like, oh, no. <laughs> right? And, and you have man-at-arms just like, well, I've developed a device to look the comb up. You know? It's just, and so it's really digestible as it, for your little Yeah, and then Skelter wants the comb brain. just because he does. Yeah. That's yeah, what Skelter yeah. wants this week. <laughs> I want his comb. I got the comb. I don't even. I don't even remember how he sounds at this point. I remember he just had this obnoxious voice. Yeah, but beautifully obnoxious. Yeah, super like uh, super digestible. But the character design was cool in that world. You just wondered, like I. Of course, when you're a little kid, you never question what people are doing. It almost yeah. doesn't matter what they're doing. You're like, yeah, 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 whatever the fucking story is. I don't care. It's almost I like pure aesthetic, him. right? Yeah, I just want to see him run. I want yeah. to see him like <laughs> throw, like, you know. Throw uh, the boulder. Yeah. yeah. I, and I want to see that amazing transition, right? Like, I would wait for him, you know, oh, I have the power. You know, yeah. see the, um, his fucking cat, like, transform. And, and that's when you could see that I mean, it's like like how Hanna Barbera would do their animation, where it's like, okay, we're gonna spend, we're gonna spend, you know, time on these transitional moments, right? Yeah. Like on little tiny th- or how anime works, right? Like, we're predominantly like a long part of the animation is just gonna be somebody standing and their lips are just gonna get kind of move, yeah. and there's gonna be like wisps of hair blowing <laughs> in the wind, but it's just a loop, you know? Yeah. And then, yeah. So, but that part of the He-Man animation was really well rendered, you know, yeah. so I was just waiting for that. I was like, I just want to see that again and again. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So you were appreciating the parts of it that are truly beautiful. Yeah. 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 Kind of mumbled through that. Yeah. Explaining that. But yeah, that, that, that stuff was, and just any new character design. I think any, any snap screenshot of that show is, you know, way better than I could even conceive of drawing anything back at the time yeah yeah so i'm just like that's so cool that guy looks so cool yeah you know that guy looks so cool how much of of your cartoon interest do you think was that like it is so far removed uh often from Uh, real life where you just get to like i mean i think when i was a kid like i I, a huge draw for he-man is which of uh skeletor's hench people would show up this week because like yeah you're just not gonna see merman (laughs) On facts of life or whatever, you know, like for sure, you know, the, or Beats Man or any any of those weirdos, you're just not going to see anywhere else. And and I think that goes for like a lot of cartoons, where totally. it's exotic, creative, weird things. Well, talk about that. I mean, I think probably the bigger cartoon influence in my life would be GI Joe. Okay, because that that was some Cold War. <laughs> fucking propaganda cartoon that went yeah. straight just planted a seed straight into my little influence <laughs> oh really <laughs> but, oh yeah i i i was determined to be like a little special forces boy really yeah i was i was all about it i remember i have these snapshots that i like will play in my head of like oh god i i just wonder what that guy was thinking i remember standing in front it was in the middle of summer and I had a ski mask on, and I had, like, <laughs> what I could cobble together as military gear. And, yeah. like, the ski mask was, like, multicolored, you know. But I thought it looked badass. And I must have been, like, eight 
Okay. And then I had a like a little metal Uzi. Yeah. That would shoot like rolled up caps. It was fucking awesome. Yeah. It was and like, this is well, back was... in the day where it probably looked like an Uzi. Oh yeah. yeah there was no like you know, orange, orange tip for safety. Tip. Yeah. Dude, not it was made out of metal too. And I, so I remember <laughs> thinking like you know I, I bet I could do some work and make this thing fire. <laughs> And I just stood on guard, like, like like a little militia in front of my garage. Just, like, I stood at attention. Just like in the afternoon? Just in the middle of the afternoon, in the sun, in the baking sun. And I remember this dude walking by. He was walking his dog, and he had like those high socks was, like, yeah. with the stripes on him. This old dude with like, you know, like a manila shirt. And yeah. he just kind of like is walking his dog by the driveway, and he looks, and he's like, stops, and he's like, I bet you're kind of hot, huh? And I, <laughs> and I remember I was so hot, but I couldn't break my character, you know? It was yeah. just like, keep on walking, you know, old man. Yeah. In my head. And you just kind of, you know, you had this scary little kid with this Uzi. Yeah. I mean, I must have... But back then, that's pre-9-11 and all this shit, right? Yeah. You know, yeah. Everybody had their, you know, perspective was a little bit better, but... Yeah. So when did that stop for you? Because when I think of you, I don't think of like, oh yeah, he's a he's no, military he's a, at he's heart. In a war. No, no, no. <laughs> so how how long did the GI Joe sort of uh, fascination last? And, and did something happen to change it? Nah, not really. I think I just after a while. I mean, I think I always knew the difference between reality and fantasy. Yeah. And I remember my mom being confused at first because <laughs> I would draw some. Horrible shit. Yeah. I mean, people's heads exploding. And um, I mean, I used to draw characters like um, like with spiked wheeled legs and like chainsaw arms. Yeah. And like there'd be bones and stuff. But then there would be like somebody like being eviscerated. Yeah. And, and like lots of blood. And my mom would, would kind of like look at these drawings and be like, fuck, I got a sociopath kid. Yeah. You know, or a psychopath kid. And uh, she took... She uh, took the drawings to her art friend, who was like an art teacher. She's like, oh, "This is my son's drawing this shit. What's going on?" And she's like, "Oh, he's just—he's just a little boy. He's just exploring. Yeah, just it, working through ideas. He's working through ideas." And uh, and she asked me once. She's like, "You know, like, oh, you know, I get a little worried." I was like, "Ma, <laughs> for play, I like war. For real, I like peace." <laughs> a little, a little Christian boy. Yeah, and oh, I was a Christian. Uh, okay, anything, but yeah, yeah. Uh, in voices, let's talk about voices because you're right. You, what you said at the top of the podcast, like that's yeah. naturally how you communicate, is yeah, just yeah. kind of jumping into different voices for sort of uh, tonal expression. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's it's funny because like when I when like we're on microphone, so like I can't. I realize that a lot of the voices come out of like how I'm posed. Yeah. So right now, like I'm sitting all erect, <laughs> like a, like fucking John Cleese running through like faulty towers. So I'm like. I, I, I don't feel all of the like. I, I feel like I would have to have like a Madonna mic to like yeah. do certain voices, but I think yeah, I would just parrot yeah. things and yeah. Is it? Do you feel like you? It just got into your sensibility of how to express yourself because we were watching cartoons that had those like really, really random uh, collection of voices and voices that were really distinct from one another. Oh, totally. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's, and and then I would you know I would just do a shitty. Uh, impersonation of that at the dinner table yeah or around other adults you know and if it's coming out of a squeaky little kid's you know <laughs> mouth you know it's even funnier so 
then I would get a good reaction. And then I think that positive reinforcement, you know, yeah. also perpetuated other things, you know. Yeah. And and I think that too. Like, it, I do think if I would have had a, like, abusive uh, childhood, yeah, I would I would probably have gone more of the military route, you yeah. know, instead of like the happy, cartoony, <laughs> goblin-y, loving route, you know? Yeah. I they, mean, you could say that about a lot of things, but yeah, I was yeah. just thinking of that right now. I'm like, fuck. Yeah, well, I was going to ask lesson. you about that, about life lessons, because clearly, like, you got uh, it, everything you're saying tracks of, like, an appreciation of aesthetics. You're a visual artist. Yeah. Uh, comedy and voices. That's, like, your part of your life perspective and the way you kind of hold and present yourself to the world. Yeah, yeah. But, like, for, like, any sort of philosophical life lessons, obviously, you played around with the idea of, like, <laughs> should I be super militaristic? <laughs> and then you're like, eh, no, I'll let that go. Uh, but do you feel like you learned any, like, larger life lessons i remember um giving up a lot okay just being like exhausted uh like by things i I get frustrated a lot yeah and then what i would do is i would then go into my little you know uh imagination and just start creating from there so i think you know it's the thing of like you want to be a superhero but you don't want to do any of the work to get there (laughs) you know i think i think i learned pretty early on like what it was and being also i was also a a tiny dude yeah for most of my life so i mean i still am like i'm five eight right like but um i think growing up around other guys who you know they look like they were born to go into the military yeah like this eight you're like this you know t frame you know like body and they're just like it's like what the fuck is that kid eating you know like yeah it wasn't fair yeah and I, so I think that just kind of put me, uh, humbled me a bit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to get into a fist fight with him. And then if, yeah, if I had conflict at school, my, and you, I think, you, you know, you hear this a lot from comedians and performers and stuff is um, you just make fun of yourself. Yeah. Right. And you just diffuse the situation or you crack jokes. That was your defense. Yeah. And then, you know, because it's a little... Dude, with, I, I, dude, I had a fucking rat tail. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I couldn't function in any sort of macho way. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever wanted the world to have, like, the physics of cartoons? Have you ever wanted that to be real? You know, no. Not at all. I think I would... I would... I would have a panic attack and have a heart <laughs> attack. And I, I think that's the scariest thing, honestly. Really? Yeah, dude. I think that's the scariest fucking thing on the planet. I remember watching Roger, Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and that, um, God, what is the antagonist character? I can I, I saw it back in the day in the theater. I need to rewatch it. I've, yeah. Um, but you know, there's that scene where he's, it's, um, God, what is his name from, um, oh, Back to the Future, the doc? What's that guy's oh, actor's name? Oh, yeah. Uh, Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. So it's Christopher Lloyd. from Star Trek Three. Yeah. Yes. There, <laughs> Whoa! He, yeah, there's a scene where he's got, like, his hat off, and he's got this little tuft of hair, and he's, like, doing cartoony shit. You know, okay. it's, like, in the factory. And, like, he's, like, I just like it. He's got, like, a really high-pitched voice, and he's, you know, and it, it there was something about the mix of that I just thought was just horrifying yeah like seeing real life like in in that like seeing i don't know the mixing of those worlds and the violence and the brutality and 
the nightmares of this world being mixed with that. Yeah. To me is just, ah, uh, it's just, you know what I, it makes me think of? It makes me think of the yellow submarine. I fucking hate <laughs> that movie so much. Does it make the Beatles like creepy to you or? So much. Yes. Because it, you can, when you watch that movie, you can tell that it was animated by non-animators. Okay. And the character designs are like these gherkiny noses and these big red lips and teeth (laughs) and like the voices and the way that they move don't like they're not in accordance with anything that makes sense it's just everybody's like okay just doing their part and they're just smashing it together at the end and you know like the timing is just odd and yeah uh, that to me that yeah, it feels like I'm like I have like chronic anxiety when I see that movie. I'm just like, oh, I feel sick. I gotta like uh, yeah. go outside. That's fascinating to have that. Like, this is how the real world works, and it's creepy to have a big giant mallets yeah. that make stars above your head but don't kill you. That's creepy in the real world. Totally. <laughs> don't want that in the real world. Okay, that's really interesting to me. Yeah. Um, I suppose then the answer to this, well, I'll ask. I'm curious. Would you ever want to live inside the world of a cartoon? So you're fully in, like, you get to be in Eternia, and you, you are, you know, Nick at arms. <laughs> oh, no. no. No, not at all. No, no, no that would be no. a nightmare, too. I think I would have to... No, no it's, I, it needs to... St- I think it's like... It's, it's, the, uh, it's the distancing of it makes it attractive. It's like war. Okay. I think this is maybe a good example of why the difference of like reality versus fantasy kind of yeah. thing, right like in fantasy like i love war if it's an 80s action film yeah right but That's, that has nothing to do with reality it has nothing to do with reality right and everything's cool and you know silencers are like <laughs> you know that and you you feel like that's you know, there's music involved and the pacing and stuff, but then you get safety to, of narrative. Yeah, yeah. a and, character's not going to die unless their arc has been completed. Yeah, totally. Yeah, and I, I, I think it's similar for you know cartoons is like to, the idea of being inside a cartoon. Oh man, there were two things that I can think. Of. One is Who Framed Roger Rabbit. There's a scene where they go to Toontown uh, to get Roger back, and. Uh, that's a that was a weird mix of the worlds where the te- detective is like being chased by this like um, nightmare woman. She's like a man. <laughs> she's chasing him down the hallways and stuff. Uh, and then he he actually gets fucked over by um, uh, Tweety Bird. He's like hanging oh, out. Yeah. The, you remember that? Uh, vaguely. And it's, vaguely. It's the the idea that like a human being would just be annihilated in, <laughs> in the world, world of a cartoon yeah. yeah like everything that comes from acme is explosive and you know cigars totally. blow up in your face and you get riddled with bullets and you have holes and it's funny and yeah yeah all that kind of thing so all right this is fascinating to me and i, I totally understand like cartoons are a window into a different reality and yeah. you want them to stay windows you know but it sounds like you have lots of memories of who framed roger rabbit which sounds like an absolute nightmare movie <laughs> to you did no. you see it a lot of, a lot yeah i love that movie and i, I actually <laughs> I think it's really good, but um, and I, I didn't realize until I was older, of course, when you start like paying attention to the plot, you're like, oh man, that's about you know the streetcars and the in Los Angeles, yeah, and you know how like the yeah oil industry and how that kind of butt fucked everything. It's really interesting to, to see that again. But there was that. There's a couple of movies that were made back in the '80s that really messed me up. There was also a the Twilight Zone movie, okay, and there's a cartoon nightmare scene in that where. There's a little boy, and he's he like puts his 
sister in a cartoon. She gets eaten by a oh, no. dinosaur. I don't okay. know if you remember that. No, I never saw that. That was a nightmare. Because <laughs> it's like a shitty cartoon. I was like, wah, 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 wah. and she's like, <laughs> and she's like running on the TV, and there's yeah. this dinosaur chasing her, and it like just totally eats her. You know, yeah. It's just like, what I mean, happens? It, yeah. After it eats, like, is. And there wasn't any bones being yeah. crushed in its mouth, or like, is it? There was no sense of cartoon safety because I think that's I. I think when I think about cartoon violence, I think of Looney Tunes, and I think of that mm. like getting crushed by an anvil is like socially embarrassing and hurts a little bit. It's like, right. oh darn it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> totally. I think I think there's something about my sense of humor that that it would be appealing to live in that world where these huge outlandish things could happen to you mm-hmm. and. They're clearly presented as very bad. It is very bad that I was strapped to a rocket and then, uh, you know, I crashed through the moon and now there's a hole the shape of me in the moon. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> it hurt and it's embarrassing. But like five seconds later, I'm back on Earth ready to try to avoid that again. I don't know. I think that yeah. kind of cartoon violence I'm is what is, you know, strangely attractive to me. I, yeah. I mean, that's attractive to me too. I mean, I, I've always had that fantasy of like, you know, you know, just running off the edge of a building and just, I'm like, if I don't look down, I'm good. You yeah. Know? Uh, and, you know, just flying around being, being a, well, a good movie that maybe touched on the realistic cartoon stuff was The Mask. Oh, Carey, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Um, where they were like, okay, he's like a fleshy form, but he can yeah. do cartoon things. Yeah. I think that they did that pretty good, especially for the time. Yeah. And so... So it didn't creep you out as much? I think it's only, I think it's creepy if it's the whole world. Yeah. You know, it's like, you, it, I need that rock to yeah. like, I, I've had too many like weird trips on mushrooms, you know, to like, be like, I just need some like form of reality that I can just like, yeah, keystone that I can just like bring with me. Yeah. That makes a ton of sense. Uh, I'm curious if you've ever consciously made a decision in life because of a cartoon, like it. If it's, oh, uh, you know, career, dating, financial, whatever, if you thought of like, this is how they would do it in cartoon, or I want to go this direction in my career because of cartoons, anything like that. Yeah. Uh, I think, hmm. Yeah. I think all the time, but I think it's on a more subtle level. I think it yeah. has more to do with the timing of the cartoons, not necessarily like following the character narrative or okay. something, you know, like, yeah. um, like I, trying to think of like it like certain actions i'm really like attracted to and like anime and like uh like you know japanese animation from specific specifically like the 90s and late 80s and stuff like that and some of that stuff is just like I, i it's a really hard thing to explain or you know yeah i think facial expressions like maybe i'd parrot something that um bugs bunny or any of those other characters do and use that as a shield okay in a situation you know yeah like if i give this smile or if i you know <laughs> exit the door like this that's a good way for me to like be like i'm out of here yeah yeah i so i think i do but i, I have no idea how i'd be able to like pin that down I yeah it's just kind of picked up I'm... like subtle uh means of communication yeah so <laughs> and it, uh, the scary thing is i think the older I get, the more I have to kind of brush up on that stuff. Yeah. You know what I mean? Of like, like the whys of your life? Yeah. I think I think for me right now, I feel pretty lost as far as like how I feel about 
like my life as a human being on planet earth yeah and and what my role is and what the role is of the universe and or you know of humans on earth yeah like you know the, the the big question you know like my narrative i'm like i i don't know what the narrative is but when yeah. i was younger i just i feel like i would hop from narrative to narrative and every chapter i wrote for my life and i every chapter i would see that it was going to maybe head towards were hilarious and fun and weird and filled with cartoony dynamics and now uh it's become kind of i don't know like a little bit a little bit like pink floyd's the wall you know like, i'm just like fuck <laughs> a dude, different kind know? of animation yeah totally right like yeah. brutalist you know lots of gray um and so whenever i can pull in some of that old you know like brush off that old like neural network of like yeah you know looney tunes and stuff i'll be like oh man just plug me into that yeah that was just the best yeah that makes sense like uh, i think for me like especially creatively when i'm getting frustrated because you know i it's especially any sort of creative career you kind of have to be businessy and practical Mm. but then you also have to like maintain just that kind of creative explosion yeah and i've been you know trying to figure out like what kind of things from you know usually from my youth can just like recapture that like oh yeah that's mm. what this is about like lately every once in a while i've just been like i'm just gonna google jack kirby comic book cover and just see like why yeah. why would he put uh, why would he make a hand do that it looks yeah. cool as shit but why would he it just it just made sense to him and he did it and then you feel yeah. like reconnected to like yep okay no matter what other like bullshit of like Oh, was this person at this meeting impressed with me? Like, mm-hmm. g- g- go go make your Jack Kirby hand, whatever that is to you. You know, yeah. That's been helpful to me uh, of of trying to recenter. Yeah, it doesn't always work, but you know, I I I've had this thing where I um like toys. I've been following like toy like eighties toy. Oh yeah, uh, stuff in eighties cartoons and stuff like on Instagram. You know, yeah. Some of those accounts were just like vintage toys. Oh, cool. And it's like, oh, my God. A better example of that is when I was in Branson, Missouri for my friend's wedding. They have the world's largest toy museum. Okay. And it's more interesting than me talking about Instagram shit that I follow. <laughs> it gives a fuck. It gives a fuck. And so I would uh, uh, walk around the aisles there and just, like, smell the toys. Yeah. And the polymers of the toys, would that, you know, sensory memory recall. Yeah. Was, out of this world man i remember walking down one aisle and i was just like oh what what yeah and all of a sudden i was just like i'm like on the floor and my sister's next to me yeah like a yellow like laundry basket and yeah looney tunes is on i'm like holy shit you're just entirely there and i was just 100 percent there i'm like this is delicious right that's like a memory that's a memory that was pure i hadn't pulled that up ever yeah so it's like it had not been like erased and recorded. Yeah. I and Hot Wheels. I'd like looking, and and I realized how many toys I had gone through, how many cartoons there had been, and yeah, like how many phases you you've had in your youth, kind of thing. Yeah, how many worlds I had been a part of that I had created yeah. in my head, or somebody had you know created for me, and then I was able to like expand upon. Yeah, and it's kind of mind boggling when you, when you think about it. It's like, yeah, that 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 stuff is has been pretty pretty huge for me recently is like trying to get back my my creative mojo the other thing too is uh, like i was saying like I've, I've been really out of shape so yeah I'm trying to exercise more so i have more energy because my yeah. energy levels recently have been fucking garbage you know like i'm just yeah. like oh i feel so tired all the time you know 
I'm like, is this depression or is this just me getting old? You know, it's probably a combination. And then, you know, yeah. uh, and so when I have excess energy, any little bit of excess energy, then that turns into creative energy. Yeah. And if I don't have that, and I think I go nowadays long streaks of uh, time where I, I just don't have the excess energy and it, it just kind of corrodes my yeah. self-worth and my, you know, I just don't feel like I have the pep of life. Yeah, Whereas, absolutely. Yeah, it, I, think we, I think we need that, especially as comedians and, and being more physical and being more interested. Like we try and get it now from like, ah, I can take like, you know, some coffee or, you know, yeah. I have some beer or something like that. It's, you know, beer, if I have two beers, I'm, I'm, I'm solid for like an hour and a half, two hours. I, I'm like, yeah, right, because it like opens up the It just gives you reserves. past some of the baggage at first. Yeah, right. I'm like, yeah. oh, cool, man, yeah, I'm having beer, and I feel good. <laughs> it just takes me to that zone. But yeah. then I'm like, oh, man, that's, that's a horrible thing to rely on for my <laughs> creativity. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, no. Fair enough, fair enough. Oh a shipment God, of Acme God. beer will pick you right up. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> Do you, are you a fan of, you've mentioned anime a couple of times. So I feel like yeah. in, there's like, uh, for people generally our age, there's like, cartoons that was like that was a saturday morning that was weekday afternoons there were specific shows at specific times yeah but i feel like now there's just like there's a huge explosion of animation oh man you could fill your life and have all of your viewing hours be different kinds of cool animation on streaming on you know anime is obscure stuff from japan that we didn't see when we were kids and all that kind of stuff Are, are you a fan of modern animation yeah fuck yeah it's so good now it's really good because our, our software has, you know, gotten to a point where artists are actually able to, you know, streamline, <clears throat> you know, the process so that they can, like, get more done. And, yeah. And, like, refine what it is, what movement they want to make and, um, like, get that, you know, visual out. So, yeah, I love I, – I think I think we're in, like, another golden age of animation for yeah. sure. I mean, it's hard to compare, right? Because, you know... It's just... those childhood memories like you're talking about. Yeah. There's like, I smell something and I am seven again is not the same as, this is a thing I'm watching as an adult and I appreciate it. Yeah, totally. Well, and it's hard for me to realize too. I'm like, ah, I'm an old guy. Like, I'm not... But I am. I mean, it all depends on where you're like looking at it from. Well, I, 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 my strong opinion on this one is that the culture, yeah. our culture is awful uh, yeah. about age. Yeah, I, think it, I think it's getting better. But it is that I've had a joke in my stand up for a long time of like, you know, they're only three ages, not as old as you want to be 25 and might as well be dead. Like that's <laughs> what culture tries to tell us. So you get to be yeah. like, oh, man, I'm 30. Oh, man, I'm 35. And like, that's not even half your life. Yeah. And that we're set up to feel like, oh, man, it's all over for like literally the plurality of our life, which is just dumb. Yeah. Yeah, it is. I mean, I think it's the. Like the mobility years, you know, like I yeah. got a lot of mobility, you know, here. I, there's certain like doors that you see like close off. You're like, yeah. oh, I, oh, shit, I miss, can't do that anymore. Like you, you always think that you're going to be able to do this thing, but you, you can't because you waited too long, you know, age wise. And, um, you know, it's like I'm not going to be a gymnast, right? Like, <laughs> okay, fair or, something like that. I was going to challenge you, but that's a very yeah. good example. Yeah, like yes. I'm like, okay, yeah, like I'm, I'm blown past my, you know, physical prime for for that stuff my metabolism is slowed down um so i think there's that kind of aspect too but um wait what the fuck were we talking we're talking about modern animation oh yeah you're saying your 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 age affects your perspective of of it a little bit okay yeah god my my brain it's just like the tunnel (laughs) tunnels of coochie man you don't know where you're gonna pop up it's brutal i yeah i think uh modern animation is just it's amazing um 
the stuff that gets put out too. I haven't seen uh, Enter the Spider Verse or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, Enter uh, uh, Into the Spider Verse. Yeah, apparently that's uh, incredible. I, I had like six friends text me at, and be like, Nick, you got to go see this movie. It does just really make you feel alive because it is, uh, you know. And speaking of, of feeling old, it is. Um, it's so great. Both the animation style and the narrative is really looking back and forward at the same time. Mm. So it just feels beautiful. It doesn't feel like it is wallowing in nostalgia, mm-hmm. but it is totally doing all of these comic book things on screen that you haven't fully seen before, oh. but it also looks and sounds entirely fresh and new. Yeah. So that I think that's a great thing, to a modern thing to see to, to reconnect to your sense of creativity. Um, mm. And, you know, it's been a while, uh, and this isn't a huge spoiler, it's introduced early in the movie, but, you know, it, it's about lots of different uh, spider people, and there are ones that are young, and there are ones that are not, you know, and it's great to have those oh, shit. those stories really? on screen, because oh. I think that's what changes this, that the kind of crappy, uh, you know, consumer advertising created, you're not valuable after 25 Unless you're buying a Lexus, because you have right. money, then we'll advertise to you, and then it's like, <laughs> yeah. And now here's a fifty-year-old person, you know, with champagne, because that's what you buy. <laughs> I mean, that's where I think to me that's where all this comes from. Like, there's the natural reality of mortality of like, yes, you can't be a gymnast yeah. anymore after a certain age. You can't, you know, maybe you can't have your your own physical kids. All kind of things like that. You can't. Your knees are going to give out more, and your back makes more noise. All those things are real. But I think so much of what we can and can't do is what what's been told to us totally through pop culture. And through advertising. Yeah. And I think we're starting to see these great things in pop culture where there are older characters. Yeah. So it makes you feel like, well, I'm I'm still in the game. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, that's that's a good point. I, man, our culture is fucking garbage. <laughs> it really bothers me. It's true. Like it's just invasive thoughts coming in from like advertisements and Yeah. And uh yeah, like yeah, that's that's really well put. Joseph, I, I think that uh, you know, seeing people do stuff, um, you know, like I, I, people are amazing. Somebody will do something that at an age when you and set an example, like yeah, I can, you know, like you see, like a ninety-year-old, they'll have stories, you know, like ninety-year-old <laughs> yeah. weightlifter, and you know, like, this guy <laughs> runs forty miles, and just like, oh shit, man, uh, okay, like. Yeah. Good, I can do that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Whereas absolutely. the general narrative is like, oh, you're 90? Like, oh, in 10 years you might get a letter from the president and like when you, you know, take a shit, it's going to be dust and like <laughs> you just, you know, you're not going to be able to hear anything. You're, yeah. You know, I in my mind it's like, God, the analogy for me with our bodies is it's like a spacesuit. You're in the spacesuit. Yeah. And your spacesuit has like a certain warranty on it. It's like how well you take care of your spacesuit too, right? Yeah. But, like, some people, their comm system starts going out. They can't hear it. It starts getting clocked <laughs> up. Or, you know, their visor yeah. starts getting a little, like, dusty. And they can't oh, see. Wow. And then, you know, for some people, their oxygen, you know, starts valve starts going down. Yeah. And they can't concentrate as well. And, like, you know, watching my grandpa, get he got to 98. And, uh, you know, he was still super fucking sharp. Yeah. And uh, he was like a little bit of a shuffle bug. <laughs> he would show you see like his track marks. Like it was like a Roomba that was like broken across the carpet. You know, it's like these weird little like parabolas to the kitchen. Yeah. You know? But um, but he was like, you know, really, really with it. And he never stopped learning. And yeah. I think that's something for me that uh, 
you know, my memory and, and, and that's something I got to stop doing is, you know, like creating this narrative, like I suck at this or I'm not good at this or I got a bad memory or instead of, instead of doing that, I need to be more proactive and be like, I could work on my memory more. And, yeah. you know, like the more we learn about our brains and our bodies, it's, you know, it, it changes every year. You yeah. Know, they're like, oh shit, actually, you know, um, old people can make tons of new connections just as well as they could in their twenties, you know? And yeah. Like, oh really? Like, yeah, yeah. They, their neural networks are solid. You know, you just gotta like exercise every once in a while. Yeah, you know? exactly. Or, you know, challenge your brain, read a fucking book. You know? <laughs> I, I feel like the, the drain on our imaginations and on our um, ability to, you know, recall things is due to just the, you know, fire hose of inter- information that's coming at us at all times. Yeah, and absolutely. We just, we're just overloaded. Yeah, yeah. I, I certainly feel that way with social media. I, I've been getting better at taking breaks from it. Yeah. Um, and, and yeah, and getting back to, uh, I think, uh, a little bit more of just kind of like the energy of a creative idea. And I mean, like, mm. and I think for me, like a lot of the cartoons that you grew up on, like they, there's such energy in movement and yeah, yeah. that's like the yeah. feeling that I want to reconnect to and like be positive about, you know? Yeah, totally. Like there's, there's certain movements in animation that you just like, Oh God, what a sexy. And you can actually recreate it physically. You yeah. know, and my favorite dreams I have uh, are when I'm in, I can just create slow motion. Meaning yeah. Like I can jump and it's slow motion too, <laughs> but I have to kind of like concentrate, like flex my butt in a certain way, you know, and it's like that weird, like thing. It's like, oh, you're going to be able to do this, but you got to, you know, that's how you do it. Yeah. Um, but I, man, I love those dreams because, um, I mean, it feels, that's when I feel really free is like when I'm dreaming and I'm able to have, you know, animation dynamics in this real world, but it's special, right? It's like only I can do it because I've tried really hard, practiced, you know? Yeah. It's, it's like, I would want to be a superhero performer where I'm just able to do these oh, super yeah. weird things, you know? Yeah. Like just, you're, you're doing a comedy speech, but then you suddenly flip in the air and hold yeah. it in the midair. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. <laughs> now let me finish my monologue. <laughs> yeah. That's what I want. I wouldn't, I mean, the idea of flying sounds great too, but uh, I wouldn't want to do it for like violence. So you know, bust through a wall, and yeah. punch it. Yeah. Yeah. Just make a more exciting comedy performance. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. We're going to move on to our How Obsessed Are You questions. So these are questions that I ask everybody or variations. They're kind of weird. Oh, man. Do you think about cartoons every day? Yes. Yeah. Is that because, uh, do you feel that way as an artist, that it's just kind of a visual language that's there? Or do you just feel like the the imprint is that deep? I think the imprint is that deep. I yeah. grew up with cable. So okay. <laughs> I sat in front of my TV and just yeah. soaked it up. Soaked it all up. Soaked okay. it all up. Would you ever get a cartoon tattoo? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But I, I would want to design it. It would be one of my own characters. Oh, cool. Although, maybe something. Yeah. I was thinking of like a Looney Tunes tribute, but... I, if you're getting a Looney Tunes character tattooed on you, you're you're in a trailer park. <laughs> so I, I would, yeah, I'd do my own cartoon character. Do you have cartoon characters that you've designed then? Yeah, I have like a couple of cartoon characters I've designed for yeah, sure. But yeah. I, I, you know, I haven't animated them. <laughs> <laughs> I've animated, well, no, that's not true. I have. Yeah, I have this alligator that I animated. Nice. Uh, Does he have a name or? Alligator. <laughs> yeah. uh, what? Well, what's the? I'm so curious. What's like the mood or the look of alligator? 
Oh, he's he's like walking through the forest. He's going to his friend Monkey's <laughs> shop. Like real creative names, but uh, and then I use this old like Bix Bixby music, and he's just kind of like, yeah. he's just enjoying a big sort yeah. Of look at me walk and walk. Yeah, he's he's definitely looking at the camera. He's like, so yeah. you maybe get alligator like walking down your leg. Yeah, yeah. I would I would I would want like some cooler characters like maybe some like little post-apocalyptic oh okay dudes or or like uh yeah i don't know i i gotta i gotta think of yeah do you have other tattoos i have zero tattoos okay have you ever been tempted or you do you just not feel like a tattoo person yeah i told myself i would get a tattoo later in my life if i didn't have one just because i yeah i feel like i want one um but I just, you know, it costs money, man. Yeah. <laughs> money <laughs> and, and time. And then commitment, you know. I'm like, ah, what if, you know, after like two years, I'm like, ah, I got yeah, this fucking yeah. dumb bird <laughs> shitting, you know. Tweety tattoo. bird on my ass, yeah. Well, it's funny because I've designed lots of tattoos for friends. And one of my friends, um, Alex, who's Alex Elareza, he's awesome. Um, he's the guitarist, lead guitarist for this band, Necrogoblicon, so he, <laughs> which is a hilarious, amazing goblin metal band. Oh, that's so great. Yeah, they're great. Necrogoblicon. Um, Necrogoblicon. Nice. Yeah, and so he, he's had me, he, he has like a whole sleeve okay. arm that <clears throat> he's just reserved for me to do tattoos on, and he has really funny, you know, suggestions. He'll be like, I just want something weird. I just want something hilarious. I just want something yeah. dark, you know. He's like... I want something like eviscerating itself, but I want it to be a creature, <clears throat> so then I can just kind of do what I want. <laughs> nice. So it's funny, yeah. Like I'll I'll see other people get my tattoos. Yeah. So you have created cartoon tattoos, just not for your own body. Yeah, yeah. I made one for him that I think it's my favorite tattoo I've ever made. It's a <clears throat> it's a fox wearing a captain's hat, and he's got two beer bottles in his hand, and he's screaming. And oh, he's got a beer bottle in his left hand and a guitar. In his right hand, and he's screaming, and he's wearing diapers. <laughs> and I think there's a little PP coming out of his diapers. I, I like that one a lot. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Uh, when people walk into your home, can they tell you're obsessed with cartoons? Just visually? No. By what they see in your home? No, I don't think so. No, not at all. I My girlfriend is kind of taking up the aesthetic of the... Like, I have a I have a piano and an organ in my house. And nice. a bunch of old pictures of, you know, like, old celebrities and shit. Okay, like, is that your girlfriend's uh, aesthetic and, and interest she, uh, in yours as well? Or yeah, my girlfriend, she's like she's a witch, right? She's okay. Like, uh, yeah, she's like a spooky, spooky, <laughs> gorgeous girl <laughs> with big eyes. I was like, okay, so she has like a lot of like, um, was like candles and shit. So okay, it, just, it looks like a like a homey old apartment. It yeah. doesn't look like. So are the the piano and the organ are those yours? Are those yeah, hers? Yeah. Or both of you? Okay. Yeah, they're mine. Um, yeah, I, I and and they have like a bunch of <clears throat> pictures and weird shit on. Yeah, I, I, I'm like a hoarder of old stuff, like old war stuff. Like I collect, you know, like World War One helmets and okay, like hats and you know, yeah, shit like that. Like old, I have like a like a tuba from like paris world's fair like oh, fuck i get this stuff man like i just collect, i'm a little bit of like a hoarder with that stuff you know that's great though that is yeah. a very aesthetically interesting apartment yeah i mean i a lot of it is at the studio now because it's just like crammed in but yeah if you yeah. walk into my apartment there's i don't think there's any 
No, I got like Steve McQueen from The Great Escape on a Wall. That's like <laughs> like gratuitous, you know, like yeah. dude corner, you know, <laughs> over my heater. Uh, I don't know if you're ever a fan of uh, Scooby-Doo, but would you want to drive around in their van? Oh, mm, yeah, I, guess, I mean, if the opportunity is there, sure. But I'd rather, oh man, I'm trying to think. I, I, I said, yeah, I thought the van was cool. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like there there would be better better uh, cartoon yeah. vehicles to drive around in. Some of those goofy ass uh, He Man vehicles. Oh yeah, like, where the for tracks sure. like yeah. Have you seen how some of those things are now? They're hilarious. The, yeah, GI Joe vehicle for sure. Oh god, they have some sexy ass vehicles in GI <laughs> Joe. Uh, would you want? Uh, would you want to be able to drive around in that as just like your normal vehicle, or would that be broadcasting to the world too much of like? That I really like this stuff. What, G.I. Joe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Okay. I, I had a uh, 1998 Nissan Sentra that I painted military green and then put a warthog face on it. <laughs> like like an A-10 or, like you know, like the, the, yeah. tiger, the tiger eye, the shark car. Yeah. Shark eye, whatever. Yeah. And uh, I loved it. I loved driving that thing around. Um, Did people engage with you? Did they? you get out of the car and people yeah. be like, what is that about, man? Yeah. You know, I realized... <laughs> People thought I was some veteran or something. People would salute me. Oh, wow. I had like a guy thank me for, you know, this, my service. And I was just like, oh, shit. You know, I'm not going to explain to him. Yeah. Why. I'm not, I didn't serve. I just, I just like, really like G.I. Joe's aesthetics. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I love that car. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I kind of like. So people shouted things out to you. They didn't like stop you of like, hey, I see you're on your way to Chipotle, but I need to talk to you about your car. They didn't. No, yeah, no, I didn't really. I, I mean, I might have had like a couple of instances like that where, like, like hey, cool car, you, know, like, you paint it yourself, man, it looks good. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, wow, that's cool, man. You know, <laughs> it's bad. You know, one of those fucking nothing conversations. Yeah. Guy wants to know if I painted it myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. The tiny human connections that we have. Yeah, those little moments. Yeah. yeah. My antenna touches your antenna. <laughs> Where's the sugar? It's right here. <laughs> nice. Um, if you were at like a, a dinner with family and friends and, and they started saying, just tearing down cartoons you like, how would you handle it? Would you push back? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, for sure. Because I'm so opinionated about it. Yeah. Like I would, I would, question, I would question their aesthetic completely like, well, what the fuck are you into you know, what the fuck are you into you like peaches and fucking sitting on a porch swing like yeah that's fine i'm not gonna shit on that you know? okay so you would you would argue for everybody has their own thing but you would do it uh vociferously yeah i would i would explain why why i i like it yeah and i'd be like i bet you haven't seen this and i bet you don't appreciate that or you haven't thought of this yeah oh, that's so I, great but at the same time i imagine that you know, people like what they want to like. You know? Yeah. Like, I fucking, I can't say this again. I hate the Yellow Submarine, the yeah. animation, the Yellow Submarine. <laughs> and I have a friend, Andy Maxwell, who is an animator. He's yeah. He's a great guy. And he loves that. It's yeah. Because like, he grew up with it with his brother. Yeah. Right. Like, so it's they, part of his yeah, youth. It's yeah. part of his youth. And he had a showing, and I was just shitting on it the whole time. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm a, I, I have my asshole moment. I was like, later I apologize. Oh, I'm so sorry, dude. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But how do you so how do you come to peace with that then uh, you you truly despise it and your friend loves it do you uh, we've had conversations over you know with beers yeah. about it <laughs> I'm like look like I get this is but this is why I don't like it yeah and then you know 
the point where he and under he's like ah i can see that i get it i can yeah, see like, it i can see yeah. this, i don't agree I but i understand that. yeah yeah and a lot nice. of it's just general aesthetic stuff you know like yeah i just don't like bulbous <laughs> fucking dongy noses <laughs> on blue characters with giant red lips and like high heels you know yeah. and like dumple crotch like yeah <laughs> the meanies fucking gross horrible uh, character would you break up with someone who hated cartoons hated cartoons yeah or just not get in a relationship at all would that be a relationship deal breaker for you if my girlfriend yeah fuck yeah dude i would try. <laughs> absolutely absolutely that, yeah Do i mean you... that's who what how can you that's like somebody being like eh, i'm just not into music <laughs> i've heard of that once i i didn't i wasn't there for it but it was a party where somebody was like hey talking to somebody about music and the other person just says like I don't like music. So apparently there's at least one person out there who's just like, nope. Whoa. But for you, cartoons is in that same vein of like, uh, to just dislike all cartoons is a deal breaker. I think. Because where's your humanity? Well, it would make me just be like, okay, their brain is wired in a way that, you know, some about it is triggering some weird shit, right? Like I, I had a German friend, a roommate who, she was really cool. Like the kindest person ever anna and she had a fear of birds she hated okay. birds yeah like a like a cute little like chickadee would fly by and she go oh, <laughs> nice fucking bird you know, it sings and stuff yeah and it flies like yeah but she just saw them as like these like weasels that like like flip <laughs> flittered around her head she know? saw like a truth that the rest of the world isn't seeing like the yeah. chickadees are not what they seem kind of like, totally okay. so i i guess like if somebody sees cartoons and they see like you know how I see like the blue meanies. Yeah. Like all cartoons are the blue meanies. Yeah. Like, I'll give all it right, to you. All right. Yeah, it's a little right. weird. Yeah. Okay. But I, I, I get it. Yeah. But it would be hard to live with. Fair enough. Yeah. I uh, wouldn't want to hang out with them too much. If aliens visited Earth and you were the human who is appointed to greet them, Ooh, nice. would you show them a cartoon that you like as a way to explain Earth? Oh, man. I. I, I mean, I would like to. Uh, there's so many dynamics involved with that, right? Yeah. Like they have big eyes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Are they the, the, aliens the have traditional big eyes. grays from like X Files? Yeah, actually, I really like that. Okay. They're like, yeah, large heads, big eyes, uh, small mouths, uh, totally nude. Okay, and they're totally nude. And they walk off their spaceship, and they're basically like, "What's what's the deal with Earth?" Dude, I think I would I would show them a good old fashioned traditional like. Chuck Jones directed Looney Tunes. Yeah. Or, or maybe a Roadrunner one. Roadrunner yeah. one. Yeah. And just be like, and just, I would just stare, <laughs> stare at their non expression. I, I would just face away from the, the TV and just stare at them. And be like, just be like, Earth. Earth. There you go. Welcome. Yeah. I think Roadrunner is a good selection yeah. for explaining a lot of things. Like, it explains. <laughs> cycles of violence mm-hmm. uh it explains uh kind of wit and humor uh yeah. commerce with the acme products uh i i go to roadrunner like especially when i was doing theater a lot and i was writing my own shows and trying to explain them to people you know and i i tend to write in a larger than lifestyle and, and i'd get like good actors who'd be like oh so the, you want me to be silly and be like no you really want this just like you know Wiley Coyote really wants to eat Roadrunner. That is his motivation. It is entirely real for him. Yeah. From his perspective, nothing that's happening is funny. He deeply needs and wants this on like a deep existential <laughs> level. He's not just hungry. He will never be complete unless he kills 
and eats that bird. Yeah. And yet it's the most absurd thing ever. But I think like Roadrunner is like one of the best examples of just like no matter how absurd the situation yes. is, if you are motivated, it's real and it's relatable. Yes. Yeah. And, and totally. And the setup, God, the setups for that are just brilliant. Yeah, it's a great life lesson, right? Like somebody who's just, you know, no matter what, they just have like, even though they fail over and over and over again, you still have this idea that they're going to yeah <clears throat> maybe <laughs> maybe get like a piece of it, like the feather. You know? I'll never forget, I don't if you've seen that episode where he explains why. It's the first time he like he talks and he yeah. explains like some kids like, there's, I think there's two kids watching TV and one of them's like, why is he always going for the road run anyways? Why do you go for something else? And Coyote something's like, ah, you see. And he has got this very elegant voice. He's yeah. Like, you see. I'll show you. And he pulls down this like diagram <laughs> and he's he every part of the Roadrunner is made out of like a different flavor. It's yeah. like the brain is tapioca. <laughs> and he's like, asparham. And like every part of the bird is like like a feast unto itself. Yeah. And I was, I was like, oh, that's oh, wow. a hilarious genius example. Yeah, of it. it's just everything you could ever want. Yeah. I, in the setup, the thing of, uh, like, you know he's going to fail. So I just love, you know, the bigger the... Um, the bigger the invention, the bigger like the idea, the more like, the, like the elaborate, more insane fail, right? <laughs> and uh, my one of my favorite ones is him like just spending. It's like an inordinate amount of time building this thing. Yeah, and it's like this rocket ship <laughs> and like all this shit, you know, and it just explodes, right? It's like a railroad yeah. track. I think it's like he gets a railroad track and he builds this thing and he has this helmet. And it actually relates to a dream I had when I I woke up. Laugh. My dad and me have the exact same sense of humor. Okay. And like he like I can hear my dad's laugh whenever I watch like a Roadrunner cartoon. Oh, nice! And, so, um, and I woke up laughing in the middle of the night because it was this weird little vignette of this dog, and it was a, like a Labrador Retriever. Yeah, and he's sitting in this sled, and he's got this helmet kind of awkwardly placed on his head, <laughs> and it was almost like the camera is just kind of on him, and he's like on this big weird complicated like sled with like wires and pipes and stuff. Yeah, and you could hear somebody tinkering with parts of it and it was like slowly winding up like (laughs) and the dog was shaking. It just kind of had this concerned look on its face and I woke up laughing super hard because it was just like, I was like, how absurd, right? Like you have, this is this ripe moment of like this dog who is obviously in the hand, the trusting hands of this owner. Yeah. this owner is obviously mad and he's like in this experimental ship and he's got this helmet for safe. You know, there's all these elements where I explain that to my dad and I could hear him just like belly laughing over the phone. I yeah. Think he got that visual. And I think it's because we shared that Roadrunner aesthetic. You know, yeah. You can see of, yeah. that setup of like the absurdity and like. It's so great if something just like kind of a pure, inorganic, like a dog just kind of trapped in absurd machinery yeah you know that great contrast of like oh. well, i'm a dog i just want to like uh, pee yes. and and eat things i find on the street and i i have no i have no worries and you have me strapped in this like oh, mechanical man. monument to your own needs Is that kind of like like weird worried look like a dog like, just why like, why 
yeah, I could just be frolicking somewhere, you know? That'd be that'd be good, don't you? But obedient, you know? Yeah, but stay but from like, the sled, because yep. surely my owner is... <laughs> surely my owner knows, knows what, he's, what doing. he's doing. You know? <laughs> Not at all. Uh, if Wiley e. Coyote was real somehow, and I know that yeah. creeps you out, but if he was real and he had a GoFundMe, would you contribute to it, knowing he's probably going to fail? Oh, oh my God. Yeah, of course. That would, that's, that's a hilarious question. Fuck yeah. I, I mean, that, that's a horrible... I would probably end up just giving all my money to his GoFundMe all the time and just tuning in. I think everybody would be just tuned in to Like, this is the one that's going to work, man. Yeah. yeah. I'd be like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, just... I put $20 into this one. It's going to work. Yeah. I would try and, like, rep him. I would just... I would be... I'd be like just hanging out in the desert. I'd be like one of those dudes who <laughs> just hangs out around Area 51. You yeah. Know, I'd be like just waiting for a sighting, just waiting to see him. Uh, here's the last how obsessed are you question. If you're about to see like an old cartoon you loved, like uh, on big screen yeah. in a theater, and you're heading towards the theater, but there is a bear standing in the doorway, would you try to get past the bear? Is your interest in the cartoon so deep that you would? Try to get past the bear. Is this a wild bear? Yeah. It's not like a bear hired by the theater to like stop people from getting in. Yeah, it's it's a, it, does, it doesn't have any branding on it or anything. Okay. It's just like, it's just a bear in the door of the theater. Would you be like, I'm I'm going to zip around? Or would you be like, no, I, I I can skip this movie. That's a bear. I, I mean, there's like the setup, right? It was like, what part of me is like, yeah, I'll fuck it all. Yeah, I'll fucking love cartoon. I'll tackle a bear, kick him in his nut, bite his nipple. You know, if I die, I die loving cartoons. Yeah. And then there's the other side of me. It's like, no, it's a fucking bear, man. Like, what's it doing here? I'm just going to hang. You know, yeah. like, uh, no, hell no. I'm not going to yeah. fight a bear. Okay, good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I accept no, this as an answer. It, now, if you, were to, if you were to phrase that question as... um. <clears throat> You're going to die at the end of the day anyways. Like the world is going to explode. Yeah. And there's a bear and that's like there's supposedly the world's best cartoon or the funniest cartoon playing in the theater. Okay. And I would I fight the bear to try and catch the cartoon? Yeah. I'd probably try and slip by the bear. If okay. I, if, if my girlfriend was like already dead or like on the other side of the planet. Or just, so if it's a last you know, chance yeah, if there's like, like some some just joy. Yeah, there's nothing. Not, yeah, there's there's no way I could communicate with my family or my girlfriend or anything. Like, <laughs> it's just this weird scenario of like, are you going to die outside thinking about life or, or are you going to try and catch this cartoon? Yeah. Are you going to fight this bear? That's so awesome. I would. Uh I would die too. There's no fucking way. I'm assuming you might be able to slip past the bear. You never know. No. Yeah. yeah. I've been asking this question for like a couple of years now, and it's so great how everybody like deals with it in a in a different way. But almost uh, everybody barters with it, which I think is just like barters the bear. Yeah, not, not with the question. Either they, you know, they try to frame the question, you know, yeah, or else they'd really try to think through of like like you of like what scenario would this be worthwhile and yeah, yeah. Well, it's hard because like the the reward is. I mean, it's like, would you eat a fresh turd for <laughs> 50 bucks? I'm like, no. <laughs> no. And it's I not going to. But yeah. uh, would you eat a fresh turd for $200,000? Oh, well, are my medical expenses covered in that? Yeah, is that right? a necessity? Start, yeah. Is it, I'm like, shit, is that mine? Do people know that I ate the turd? Because then yeah. that's going to affect, you know, because when that money runs out, and be like, hey, man, it's the turd guy. <laughs> it's like, it's like, the, the, yeah, I that's. It's one of those things where I, I feel like ah, it has to. It has the situation has to be ripe for 
that confrontation. Yeah. No, that makes a lot lot of sense. A ton of sense. I mean, when I think about like fighting big animals like that, I always think (laughs) of the, I think it's in the field manual for like the military. You're supposed to just ram your fist down its throat. Oh, really? Yeah. And just like close off. I mean, like, like I I think it's for dogs, like big dogs and stuff. Okay. You either grab it by its tail and spin it around. Yeah. And hopefully whack its head against a tree. Yeah. Um, Or else you, like, when it's biting you, just try and shove your whole arm down its throat. Oh, wow. And then you just deal with its little, like, clawing and biting on your arm until it suffocates. Until it suffocates. Wow. Yeah, so All I was right. thinking, I'm just like, some guy's just like, oh, God, fuck, oh, God. And the dog I'm going to see this cartoon. I'm going to fucking see this cartoon. I asked everyone to make a noise to sum up their obsession. What kind of noise do you have for oh, uh, loving cartoons? Oh, man, it's a noise. Oh, gosh, it's, I'm on the spot now. Am I, the wrong part of my brain is trying to take over. Yeah, I mean, uh, cartoons are some of the noisiest things ever made, right? They are, man. But what's like? What's just the the just go with it feeling in your your soul of that feeling of of joy and movement and I mean, creativity. When I'm in line at Starbucks or or some coffee shop or something, I always get the powerhouse like the or the. Ding, 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 oh ding. yeah, yeah, Raymond Scott, right? Yeah. yeah, Raymond Scott. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. He was, oh yeah, just yeah, that total music. that cartoon logic of that. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, and it does have that bouncy, like, we're going somewhere, yeah. there's forward movement, we're doing something, but, it, but there also might be an explosion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, God, yeah, I wish I could do the whistle there. The, oh, yeah. You know that thing? Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I had a friend who could do that really well. It was just like... Yeah, just the, the perfect. Yeah, yeah I've never been a good whistler at all. No, I, I can barely make a whistle sound. I was a suck whistler before I was a blow whistler. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. One of those guys who are <laughs> like, what the fuck is that your kid doing? Like, I don't know. Just don't look at him. <laughs> uh, I asked everyone to rate their own obsession, too. So uh, on a scale of one to ten, oh, ten being the highest, one being the lowest. How obsessed do you think you are with cartoons? I would say 10, but I, mm, ah, I, the problem is I don't have a good memory at the moment, <laughs> so I can't, I don't remember names of characters and shit. I am. To me, that's not about obsession. Yeah. Uh, like that, that's memorization. That you was, know? Yeah. I would in, say, I would say 10 then. 10, because it's just in, it's in your soul. It's definitely in my soul. Yeah. yeah. And it's, I think it's part of your career. It's a part of the way you express yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. It, I, if if I had been raised in a in a period of time where there were no cartoons, um, I I have no idea how I'd. Yeah, you'd just be a different human. I'd be a totally different individual. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. that I, I think that uh, rates as a ten for sure. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is our plug-in section of the podcast. Uh, are you on? You're on social media, right? Yeah. Uh, where can people find you if you want to be found? Uh, <clears throat> well, I don't know if you get to. Um, there's my Instagram is Dr. Knudsen, um, Dr. Dr. Dot K N U D S O N. And then I have another one that's Nicholas Knudsen art. Um, that's, uh, my metal art stuff. Oh, so nice. I, I split, I split them up so that okay. like the people who want to peruse like the brass stuff don't have to see my weird gobliny drawings or okay. my weird characters or anything like that. I'm going to make sure I'm following both because like, that's one of my favorite things to see on Instagram. Like, I like all the just people living their lives things, but I love seeing oh, people's art, you know? Yeah, it's yeah. Just... Yeah, it's, it's, it was a weird thing to, 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 to split to split the two, but I think it's been a good move 
because I, I had a I had one job that fell through. It was going to be this like a uh, big copper uh, piece that I was going to do for those for like a Game of Thrones thing. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> for this company and they were all about it and I had the job. They were just going to, it was the final stages. Yeah. And uh, apparently the company is burns a uh, They're owned by like some religious people okay. who have beliefs. And they saw my Instagram and I was doing weird videos, you know, oh, okay. like Captain Time Star and like, yeah. And they were just like, ah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, we got to cancel on this. Okay. Know. So that makes sense yeah. to split those up. The devil's coming through. Yeah. yeah they could see. Uh, and anything else uh, you want to promote coming up? Uh, studio or any shows or anything? Mm, uh, I wish I had something specific. I don't think I have anything worthy of a of a plug at this point. Okay, in time. cool. But if people follow your Instagram, you you have plugs for any, any future stuff there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, uh, Doctor Knudsen is my my more life oriented fun stuff, and I update that more than usual. Okay, um, but I haven't updated it for a while. And then the Nicholas Knutson art is the the high end brass art. <laughs> nice, the metal art of Nicholas George Harris Knutson. <laughs> cool. Uh, here are some quick plugs for this show, and then we do our final weird questions. Right. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram is at Joseph Scrimshaw. You can follow Obsessed Podcast on Twitter and Facebook is at Obsessed Podcast. You can also check out the Star Wars podcast I co-host that is called Force Center. Info on upcoming shows and comedy albums and stuff like that is on my website at josephscrimshaw.com. And you can support Obsessed by backing us on Patreon. Full info on that, go to patreon.com slash josephscrimshaw. All right, so here are just final, weird, kind of inside the actor studio dumb questions. If you could shoot one of the one of uh, these two things out of your hand, which would you choose? Acid or jazz music? Oh, jazz music, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm> fucking kidding. <laughs> I love it when the oh, answer is like, sure. of course, this is obvious. Uh, yeah. I yeah. Mean, just walk down the street and just shoot it up. Yeah. Blast it into the air. Yeah, there's, there's, you're never gonna accidentally like shoot acid in your girlfriend's face, you know. Jazz <laughs> yeah. music, it's, I mean, it's kind of a nightmare, but like, at the same time, that goes into the stage superhero shit. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah you can, you can uh, entertain people with it, jazz music. I, I hope it's or, good jazz. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. I, I would like to think that you could control it by concentrating. Yeah, like you could like kind of like make it grow and. Yeah, like you make yeah. different hands and different kinds of jazz comes out. Oh man, you just both hands like yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess then you got jazz hands. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, literal jazz hands. I didn't think of that. Uh, if you could communicate with any animal, what kind of animal would you want to be able to communicate with? Oh shit! Oh, that's a good question. Hmm. Dog, maybe dogs. Yeah, something that that's around a lot. Yeah, you know. Would you want to just kind of shoot the breeze with them, or would you want to uh, like uh, ask stuff of them? Dogs or cats? I don't. Yeah, I yeah, I want I want to just like, I don't know. It's a little worrying, right? Because what if what because dogs don't talk, they're really endearing. But what if when they, <laughs> they do just talk, have... they're like, "What's up, man? <laughs> I thought, are you going? Are you going sleep or something? And they got like a lisp and shit. Yeah, yeah. No, I yeah. I, uh, oh man, I. Are, I don't know. It depends what they have to say. Okay. D- dogs are making you nervous? Or are you... Well, or, you know, maybe they think I'm a piece of shit. Right? Like, <laughs> it's just like, oh, hi, dog's like, ah, oh, this asshole again. Dude, a dog can dismiss you so fucking quick with the look of it. You know, like yeah. the facial expressions they yeah. give off. <laughs> I guess in a sense, we're already communicating pretty pretty well with dogs. Okay. So you already know their thoughts. You don't need to actually hear them. 
Yeah, it's more, it's, it's more endearing if they don't talk to me. Yeah. I don't talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I think that's a good answer. I, it's, yeah, it's like Air Bud, you know, like, Rob, I'm going to go. You're like, fuck you, don't talk. Uh, I really yeah. didn't think about that, that that way. Every time I ask people this question, there's a sort of assumption that they'd be like, oh, here are my deep thoughts. Here's my thoughts on, you know, uh, the Schrodinger's cat problem. Like, yeah. no, they'd probably just be like, I want to eat that. I want to eat that. Why are you here? Yeah. <laughs> Just <laughs> like, great, I already know all these things. Like, Shit. Thanks, I, dog. Yeah. Uh, the final question for everyone on the podcast mm. is, what is happiness? Oh, well, hmm. That's an interesting Yeah. One. My parents had a friend who used to say that happiness is wanting what you have. Ooh. And I, so I would chew that in my headspace a lot. Um, but, huh. What did that what did that come to mean to you? Did you take that as a kind of we already have what we need to be happy but we're too busy wanting other things yeah. kind of sentiment? I I think I think that's that, that's what it is. It's like if you can't I don't know, my childhood best friend said it's like kind of like a janky version of the same thing which is like Nick, if you can't be happy right now, I mean right fucking now, you're, <laughs> you're fucked. <laughs> and I remember thinking like, oh. But, you know, like, what if my leg is blown off or yeah. something, you know, that, and I'm screaming, like, you know, you can be happy because you yeah. want to be one of those, like, you know, like, Christian housewives just, like, you know, patters around and just everything's nice, everything's it is great, such a, It know? is such a, a an interesting sentiment because I think a lot of us are like, well, if we do stop and appreciate what we have, we realize, oh, that we're caught in a cycle of always wanting more and we actually yeah. have a lot of awesome things now. But then on the other side... I resisted it a lot when I was younger because it, it always did sound to me like placating someone of like, yeah. you know, happiness is just what you make of it. I was like, really? What if I'm being stabbed right now? Is oh. that is there a bright side to being stabbed? Like, I always yeah. took it that way. So I think there is certainly a danger to the like, happiness is now. But yeah. I also see the the see it as a warning against always wanting more. Totally. Or always thinking, I'll be happy around the next corner. I mean, instead I, of appreciating what the good things that you honestly have mm-hmm. in the moment and I'm, I'm just pontificating now i want to know what your thoughts are. no no i i'm agreeing i i agree with you i i think being unhappy or being frustrated is all part of happiness yeah and so man i cat will catch the eye of a thousand storms if i <laughs> cut my girlfriend off to like you know, if I if I try and make my girlfriend happy when she's feeling shitty, yeah, you know, so she should be like, let me be fucking mad, yeah, or let me be angry or sad, you know, and 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 that 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 was an interesting lesson to me, you know, like part yeah. of it is like you know don't try and like dude fix everything, but, yeah, but another part of that is is like let me go through the process of being sad so that I can feel happy, yeah, and trying to like take some farty shortcut, yeah. Um, so that I'm happy faster. So what? So I facilitate you not having to deal with me being. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, so I that was a huge game changer for my headspace. I was like, oh, you know, you're right. I think that's all connected. Yeah. And um. Yeah, I think happiness. What What is the question again? What Just, is happiness? what is happiness to you? Uh, happiness is. Uh, being okay, being unhappy. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Something like that. I think that's a, I think that's a valid answer. Yeah. I really do. Uh, it, I mean, I've got to ask lots of people this, and I, that idea, the idea that it is something that happens 
sometimes is been a really eye-opening answer to me of like yeah. that we can be really trained to be like it's a destination and we're trying to get there and we when we get these things we will be in this place called happy yeah. whereas it's like it is a thing that happens at different points in your life at different points in your day you know mm-hmm. and you can have like a overall shitty day but then you can encounter things that make you happy for five minutes or five or five seconds totally and that that's that's a valid form of of happiness and i think what you're saying is like yeah ah oh, man i'm really pissed off and i will you know it will it'll it'll feel like after a storm you know when we, yeah. you know like especially like in the midwest when you have like a big thunderstorm oh, and like the, best. the air feels different after this just like rah after yeah. this rage came through the world and then it's just like oh the sun's back yeah yeah <laughs> and, it, and the world smells different you totally. know yeah it, it's it's an oddity it's like a hiccup or yeah. a, a fart or a, <laughs> it's like a you know, I don't think it's something that should happen all the time. I think that's like this false idea that you're supposed to be happy all the time. Yeah. And that's actually a horrible, insane idea. It's like being immortal or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sounds good when you're feeling sick, you know. Yeah. Be immortal. And you have sex with everybody and you just fucking own a castle. It's like, <laughs> yeah, after year four of trillion, you're going to be pretty bored. You know, like done it all. Yeah. I I think the happiness thing is it's like, yeah, it's a nice side effect of being alive. And some people get it and some people don't get it as much. Yeah. You just, yeah, that's. uh, A nice side effect of being alive is an awesome answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I'll take that one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for doing the podcast. Uh, Joseph, thanks, man. This has been fun. Yeah, it's a ton of fun. That is our podcast. All right. You've been listening to Obsessed. Joseph Scrimshaw and his guest shared some stories with the rest. Rate five stars if you're impressed. Come on, Lady Jane. Now there's a little bit of World War II sounds mixed in there.